Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're going to get involved in a board game. If you're my age or older, you might remember playing board games with family and friends. And one that I especially enjoyed was a mystery game called Clue, where to win, you had to figure out the answers to which character committed the murder, what room of the house it was committed in, and what weapon was involved. For example, it was Professor Plum in the billiard room with the candlestick. What in the world does this have to do with our study through the book of Mark? Well, our passage is Mark 4, verses 30 through 34, and it has to do with mystery, riddles, or in our case, parables, and clues. Don't worry, we're still committed to thorough expository preaching through the books of the Bible. As you follow along this week, you'll discover why Pastor Jim entitled this message, Colonel Mustard in the Field with the Word. The kingdom of heaven in this age is a persuasion campaign. It is persuasion done by the power of the Holy Spirit, working through the power of the gospel and uh, the word of God, but it's not a military or political thing arriving. It's a matter of, of persuasion, not earthly visible power. So it's going to start small and grow steadily one person at a time. The second theme that has already been introduced is that the kingdom of heaven on earth in this age involves a mixture of good and evil. We saw in the first parable of the soils that there will be legitimate responses to the gospel, saving faith, bearing fruit 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold, and there will be many phony responses to the message of the kingdom. They'll look good at first, but they aren't the real thing. Three of those four kinds of soils bear no fruit. They represent people who respond to the gospel in a variety of ways, but short of saving faith. The second parable in this series that we haven't seen, but I'm trusting you to check it out if you haven't, is about wheat and tares. Tares are weeds that look just like wheat. Can't distinguish them until the the time of the harvest. And that parable says that wherever the, the wheat is planted in the world, the enemy comes along and countersows, or it's sort of a, an uh, agricultural terrorism thing, go into your friend's field after he's planted his wheat and plant a bunch of weeds. And they will, they will grow together. And these weeds represent uh, imitators of true Christians. They are actually dupes and emissaries of Satan who infiltrate the local church everywhere in the world throughout the age. Now, just to be accurate, let me, make, let me help you make a distinction here. Keep distinct in your mind the difference between the true church, that's the body of Christ, it is composed of every genuine believer alive on earth. 
and every believer from Acts chapter 2 until the rapture. That's the church. There are no phonies in the body of Christ. If you are saved, you belong to Him. You are uh, baptized into the body by His Spirit. You are indwelt by His Spirit. On the other hand, when you change from the term church and you start speaking about the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, you're referring to the reign of Jesus Christ over the whole world. We still pray your kingdom come, right? Because it, it isn't here in its fullness, in its, in its manifestation. So the true church is comprised of all believers, Jew and Gentile alike, from Acts chapter 2 until the rapture. But in the mystery form of the kingdom of heaven on earth, it is a mixture. It's a mixture of, of true believers and counterfeits. Uh, tares and weeds. There are different responses that look like the real thing for a while, but they aren't really the same thing. So that's an important but subtle distinction to make. The true church is pure. The kingdom of heaven on earth is a mixture of that true church and other things as well that will be sorted out when Jesus comes. All right, let's start our investigation of the interpretation of this parable, or this next parable, I should say, the parable of the mustard seed. So learn the parable, verses 30 through 32 in Mark chapter 4. And he said, how shall we picture the kingdom of God? That's what a parable is. It's a picture, a word picture, comparing something you know with something you don't know in order to teach you about what you don't know. How shall we picture the kingdom of God, or by what parable shall we present it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the soil, Though it is smaller than all the seeds that are upon the soil, yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and forms large branches so that the birds of the air can nest under its shade. Well, now one thing you need to know is when you come to this parable, the subject has not changed. The scene hasn't changed, the audience hasn't changed, the speaker hasn't changed. This package of parables is about revealing new things about the kingdom of heaven or kingdom of God in light of that open, public, flamboyant rejection of Jesus as the Messiah. And that was regarded as them acting as the spiritual leaders of all of Israel. So he says, I'm going to compare this to a mustard seed. In case we have any botanists in the group, I understand that a mustard seed is a little black seed called Brassica nigra or Sinope nigra. I just got goosebumps when I learned those words. It really did it for me. Now, you can, you can grind the grain that is produced by this plant to make a variety of tangy spices that fall under the heading of mustard. Use different kinds of mustard, different kinds of plants, different recipes, etc. You can also take the leaves of this plant. They can be cooked and eaten. If you've lived in the right places, you may have eaten mustard greens. Or, or maybe you lived in the wrong places. Somebody tried that on me one time and, um, you know... Bread and water will be just fine, thank you. Leave out the mustard greens. I don't think we were supposed to eat the leaves. 
the mustard, that's good. Now, the significance of this illustration is that this starts out as a seed that Jesus says is smaller than all other seeds. That the seed of a mustard plant is a tiny one, only about a millimeter in diameter. Now, at this point, you have the critics who come along and they say, well, modern botany has identified, identified smaller seeds than the mustard seed, so this is obviously an error in the Bible because that isn't the smallest seed. Well, it's not an error. That would be a false conclusion to jump to. It was, indeed, the smallest seed known to the residents of Israel in the first century. But more importantly, the statement The mustard seed is smaller than all other seeds was a proverbial statement. It was a form of hyperbole. And Jesus' hearers knew exactly what he meant. It's like when we say, I've told you a million times, don't exaggerate. Or uh, he's slower than molasses or he's quick as lightning. You can use words like that. You can stretch words to make a point. And that's what this was, like a mustard seed, the small and smallest one, that was an idiom for something very small. Jesus would use the same idiom later in Matthew 17 and Luke 17 to talk about faith like a mustard seed. He's not making a scientific statement about the size of the seed. He's using well-known everyday terminology to make his uh, spiritual point. Now, you plant that little tiny seed, take care of it, And normal growth for a mustard plant is that becomes a, and it says here in the text, a garden plant or a a shrub, if you will, a little bush. Now, there are various kinds of mustard plants. I mentioned the two kinds of seeds in the Middle East. There's probably others. They would range in size from just a little tiny bush, maybe at its maximum reach a couple feet tall, uh, some would reach uh, four or five, maybe even uh, six feet tall, but the really big ones would have seeds, seeds the size of small stones. So the, the ones that grew from the little tiny seeds were only little bushes. Now, mustard plants, like all garden plants, they die out each year. You planted it as an annual herb, something that you would plant every year. Now, I suppose maybe you could regulate the conditions in a greenhouse and keep one alive longer, but uh, that isn't what the parable is talking about. It's talking about the normal routine of this little herb that you planted in your garden. Now, the mustard plant that Jesus describes for your imagination does something spectacular, abnormal, surprising. It grows in a surprising way. It becomes huge. Mark's terminology is it forms large branches. In Matthew's uh, gospel, it says, becomes a tree. And he uses the Greek word for um, a tree. So it it would be like you, you, you planted this alongside your tomato plants, and then, you know, you come back around harvest time, and you've got something the size of a gigantic maple tree shading your whole shading your whole garden that's what's shocking about this it becomes so substantial that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches that would never happen how many of you uh, plant a garden this spring and already you have birds nesting in your plants 
It doesn't happen. It doesn't work that way. That would never happen because at the time for the birds to come to nest, the garden plant's just getting started. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.